All right, time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And this morning, we're going to talk about traveling back and forth from the island to the mainland. Vaughn, where does this theory come from that this is cursed? (laughs) Our colleague Rob Shaw actually posted it yesterday on social media after the word came that the new passenger-only ferry service out of Nanaimo had forced to cancel all of its sailings the first day because of a combination of high wind and a power outage. And Shaw said, you know, we should maybe just think, living here on the island, whether or not there's some kind of curse on whoever tries to provide a service. Is this a job for an exorcist, right? Is this really a technical problem? So uh, we can make jokes about it, although I'm sure the operators of that ferry service and the people that were booked on it for day one or day two, because they've also shut down day two, uh, it really is unfortunate that that's the way they had to start their service out of Nanaimo. It really is, Safe, because I think people yeah. were looking forward to it, right? Like this was a oh, service yeah. that people thought, oh, I might use this. Yeah, yeah. passenger-only service between the island and the mainland. So the prices were competitive, uh, 30 bucks to 60 bucks, depending on when you booked. And the crossing was speedy. So if I'm planning to go to Vancouver from Victoria, you'll have four hours because you've got to drive there and wait in line, get on the ferry and get to the other side and drive. And even in IMO, where it's a little closer, uh, you're still looking at a fairly long travel. This service was going to be done in 70 minutes. That's That allows you to commute. That's really good. But the challenge for commuting out of Nanaimo, and we know this because of the last service, is reliability. You start to build your life around the fact that you can get uh, from Nanaimo to Vancouver, live in Nanaimo, work in Vancouver, and you can go even, you know, three or four days a week and the service is there. The trouble is it's safety and reliability. So the last service collapsed because they only had one ship. And when the engines broke down, they couldn't replace it. So they had to just cancel the service and the service died. This company has two ships. That's a good move. They also, I think, made the right call that they didn't want to have a problem with safety. Uh, on the first day, the ships are catamarans. They're built in Vietnam. They're made to operate through uh, choppy waters between the island and the mainland. But they didn't want to find out how well they would fare on a high wind warning from Environment Canada. So I think they made the right decision. I feel for them because it's a poor way to start. But the real issue, I think, in the long run will be, is this going to be a steady, regular service? And if it is for foot passengers, I think it will thrive because there certainly is a market, especially with housing prices in Vancouver, there is a market to live on the island and work in the mainland. Uh, absolutely. I think you're right on that one. I So I assume that they're going to try again today. Or is it today's tomorrow? Uh, I, uh, it's tomorrow, actually. They've, they've decided to hold off one more day and have a... I guess, a a soft launch tomorrow. The ships carry about 350 people. Uh, The idea is four round trips a day, but I see they're going on a reduced schedule tomorrow. And they said uh, they they weren't even planning to load up uh, the full capacity. So, you know, if it... uh, If it goes well over the next few weeks, this will be forgotten. And I think people will be saying, as I say, that 
Uh, it's hard to be in business and shut down on your first day, but if you're doing it for a good reason, which in this case was safety, uh, I think you made the right decision and you can only hope uh, that things Here. go better in the future and that they don't have to call in an exorcist because it's <laughs> But you're so it's right. Awesome. Though. If it gets up and running, you know, within a couple of days, yeah. people will forget all about this, yeah. right? No, no, I agree. And look, I, again, uh, you know, this is a private company. Uh, BC Ferries, I think BC Ferries would be quite happy with their monopoly if somebody could make a go of passenger only service on sure. a new route uh, between Nanaimo and Vancouver, uh, Victoria and Vancouver, you know, we've had that in the past. It's a much more difficult route and a longer route, and the waters are rougher because you start off going through St. Uh, 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 Juan de Fuca Strait and then past the Gulf Islands and then into uh, Georgia Strait. So, that service uh, was intermittent and it was rough. So I, the Nanaimo is the best to Vancouver is the best shot we have at making one of these things work. And I do wish them well. I think it would be very good for travel and transit mm-hmm. uh, on the coast of BC. Because we're talking about transportation. We had to talk about this whole widening of Highway 1 situation, Vaughn, because boy, there seems like there's a lot of mixed messaging here. Yeah, I think it's approaching qualifying for a fiasco. It's a, it's the NDP's failure to keep a very ambitious promise that they made in the last election. So in 2020, the New Democrats promised to extend the highway, widen it from Langley past central Abbotsford out to Whatcom Road. So that's a fairly long stretch, 26 kilometers of widening. And the New Democrats not only won the election, Simi, they won five seats out there. They won two in Langley, two in Chilliwack, and one of the three in Abbotsford. So people are going, well, okay, where is it? You promised, and promised by 2026. Construction should be underway by now if you're going to get it done by then. But ever since, you know, the wake of that election in 2020, Uh, The government has been backing away from the promise to get it done by 2026. The latest plan, uh, they've reduced the amount of area they're going to widen. They cut five kilometers off of it. It's not out to Whatcom Road anymore. It's now Highway 11. And they've walked back uh, 2026. And the minister in charge, Dan Coulter, who is a member for Chilliwack, made it worse last week by admitting that, uh, you know, when we talk about this full all the way out now to Chilliwack, um, we'll maybe get that done by 2034, 2035, which is a 10-year extension of the original promise. And you can bet he's hearing from his community and his constituents out there that that is not what the NDP promised. Okay, so what went wrong here? <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, let's recognize the government's overpromise. Uh, second of all, let's recognize that they made that promise without any business plans or any work <clears throat> indicating how doable it was or how fast you could do it. Uh, third of all, let's recall the great definition of a gaffe, which is when a politician actually tells the truth and then they regret it. So when Coulter said, oh, you may maybe get the whole thing done by 2034, 2035, so almost 10 years late, 
the ministry immediately called the reporter that he said that to, and full credit to Tyler Olson, the Fraser Valley Current, who got all this together. He immediately hears from the highways ministry, ah, oh, the minister um, misspoke himself. He, he didn't really mean that it'll be 2035. That's not the plan. But a good reporter always says, you know, the follow-up is, okay, well, when will it be done? Yeah. And the ministry won't say. So they won't say. So not surprisingly, people out there are pretty suspicious. And if they hadn't promised it specifically in the platform and then put it in the mandate letters for the minister and then quietly started backing off, it wouldn't be such a big issue, but it is. And Simi, the other reason it's an issue is, you know, if the listener happens to be sitting in a car out on Highway 1 this morning, it's heavily congested already. I gather if you commute from out there, the traffic gets heavy starting at about 5 oh, or 6 brutal. in the morning. Yeah. So it's awful. So this isn't some little issue. It's an enormous issue for the movement of goods. It's for commuting, just like we talked about the Nanaimo Ferry Service. And people are going, I'm going to be sitting here for another 10 years while they get around to keeping this promise. It's no wonder people are upset. Okay, so then what is the government blaming here? <clears throat> well, like, what's their excuse? All, they're, they're starting off with the atmospheric river. So they're going, you know, the atmospheric river and flooded the highways and all that out there. And we had to sit down and rethink the plan and back up on it, which... It's a factor, but, you know, it's a little like what the, this government does, which is if they can figure out a way to blame it on the pandemic, they blame it on the pandemic. So in this case, they're blaming the atmospheric river. Yes, some one section of that entire route, whole route runs, you know, altogether 40 kilometers from Langley out to Chilliwack, 38 kilometers, uh, did flood. and But they didn't, they hadn't designed the highway at that point anyway. And if you go back over the ministry updates on the promise, they've been backing away from the original promise from the beginning. The highway will be very expensive, Simi. One guesses that perhaps someone in the government is going, can we afford this? Uh, the New Democrats inherited the widening plan from the Liberals, and the, the most recent section that is being widened, so that's a uh, 216th Street to 264th in Langley. Simi, that's about 10 kilometers. The budget for that is almost $350 million. So it's costing $35 million a kilometer to widen the highway. Not surprising. They're adding truck lanes and they're adding high occupancy vehicle lanes and they're adding bike lanes. But you put that together and you go, this project's going to run well over a billion dollars and we don't have a detailed plan yet. And they haven't called tenders. And Simi, they don't even have a start date for most of it, never mind a completion date. So we know it's just a guess at this point. Oh, boy. All right, Vaughn, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye, Sam.